Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome everybody back to another episode of Collaborative Connections by Orthopelvic PT. Today I am joined again, but as if for the first time, um, with certified nurse midwife Courtney Hassman. Courtney Hassman, uh, when we started this podcast, we batched a lot of episodes between my computer and Dr. Kelly's computers um, and just found out today, um, completely forgotten to us that we have a gem to uncover with her first episode. So hopefully you'll be hearing this after we put that out, Um, but this will be our second with, again, certified nurse midwife Courtney Hassman. Um, You can find her at Courtney Hassman on Instagram and just CourtneyHassman.com. She's trying to make it really easy for us, which I really appreciate, but Today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some things that really majorly affect both of our populations. So we want to kind of take a closer, deep dive um, at both fertility and preconception, which is so important. We both see a lot of patients um, diving into that, whether or not they have pre-existing issues like endo or something, and then also um, some suspected um, pelvic issues, some chronic pelvic pain, stuff like that. So Courtney, I'm so excited to have you dive deeper into this with us. Welcome and thank you so much for coming back on. Thank you, Molly. I'm delighted to be here with you today too. Phenomenal. So take me through, um, I know for both of us, we do get a lot of clients coming in that are either looking to learn about what they should be doing for preconception for that incredibly important period, um, and or perhaps they have been trying and they are looking to optimize their fertility and see what they can do. So walk me through that. What does that look like when a client comes in there with you know this type of Uh, presentation. Yes. Yes. I love to have these conversations and I love to see women earlier rather than later. And, um, I, I think we're aware that, you know, if I've been trying to conceive for a while, right. If I've been trying to conceive for more than a year, then I can start to reach out for some help. But I would argue that long before that time, there are lots of things that we can be doing. And we don't consider that infertility care. I consider that all fertility support, right? Fertility care, Mm -hmm. fertility support, preconception care. And there's so much that we can do 
well before you get to the point where you have been frustrated um, and disappointed maybe by not conceiving as quickly as you may have thought that you would. Um, sometimes women ask how soon maybe should I come in for a preconception appointment? Um, well, it's very, very common for me during even annual exams or regular checkups to maybe ask or kind of just, you know, see what somebody's maybe plans are moving forward for reproductive health, right? Are we, are we not wanting to conceive? Might we conceive? You know, what, what, are, what are you thinking about the next few years? Mm -hmm. um, ideally, if we had even a year before you were thinking about conceiving, that year is golden and there's so much good progress that we can make for both you and your partner during that time. So I would say, um, you know, bring it up during a well woman visit or a preventive care visit um, if you're ready to do that, or you can always just come in for a separate talking visit when you think, you know what, I think we're a little more serious about trying to conceive. Yeah, absolutely. I know, um, for my husband and myself, when we were kind of constructing what that timeline was going to look like for us, um, for conceiving our son, we both kind of wanted to make some commitments to each other and to our future child about, you know, okay, we've both been working really hard. We've been getting like maybe a little bit too much takeout, um, maybe kind of doing some really hard workouts on the weekend, but not taking care of ourselves as much during the work week. week. And we kind of sat down and committed of like, okay, well, how are we going to prep? lunches and breakfasts and like really nourish ourselves and how are we going to make more sustainable, little shorter workouts and things like that. So we could prioritize that in the year before we tried to conceive. Yep. Um, and it would have been, and also working with, um, a nutritionist to help really get cycles. I know for myself, I had, um, an IUD before we wanted to try and I wanted to have yep. it out for about a year before we started yep. trying, um, and going through some nutritional counseling about, Oh my gosh, you know, just realizing, Oh, I haven't had a lot of periods that were just regular cycles. Yes. Um, and that was so strange. I was kind of counting like, well, how many cycles must I have had in my life, you know, before, um, using some sort of like hormonal birth control, um, right. as I think a lot of us did like in college in the early two thousands and things like that. Yep. Um, and that nutritional counseling was so cool. It's so cool to dive into your period, um, as that fifth vital sign right. that was so, it was just like, it was just such a cool and just a really cool intentional way as a couple, um, to kind of walk through the journey of starting a family together mm -hmm. and wanting, like, it's really important to us we think parenting is really athletic. <laughs> I think it is when you have little kids. Um, and we were just every squat that I did when I was pregnant, I was very grateful when I was holding a newborn who was asleep and trying to pick up something off the floor, you know, things like that. So let's say that I have, you know, I've walked into your office like that. And I said, you know, Courtney, I want to, um, get out this, you know, maybe it's non-hormonal, maybe I have a copper IUD. I want to get this yep. out. And I want to start planning and I want to start looking at my cycles. Um, of course, you're going to cater it to me specifically, any mm -hmm. nutritional deficiencies or things that I have trouble with. Mm -hmm. um, but are there some general recommendations that you mm -hmm. might give to a lot of your clients in yeah. that sort of position? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story, Molly. Um, right. So I would say, you know, if somebody is on hormonal contraception right now, okay, when are you thinking you're ready to stop? Um, it is helpful to look at cycling on your own, right? We want to watch, are you ovulating? You know, what do periods look like naturally with, without hormones present? 
um, you know, what is, what is your bleeding premenstrual symptoms look like? So it's helpful to have some season of time, at least maybe several cycles, maybe that's six months or maybe a more where you might be off of a hormonal contraception, maybe just using a barrier method like condoms so that we can just see what your cycles are like. Um, if you have been on some type of hormonal contraception for a number of years, we haven't really seen true periods in a long time. So the first step I would probably say is cycle tracking. Um, if you're not using hormonal contraception, then I would say, okay, let's start tracking when you're bleeding. When does your period begin? Let's start seeing if we can notice signs of ovulation. Are you able to tell through cervical fluid change or other changes in your body when you might be ovulating. Um, if somebody is ready to use something like basal body temperature or, you know, temp drop or, or rings or, you know, things like that, that are going to more closely watch, um, for ovulation, we can start doing that. If we're not ready to do that just yet, then I would say at least start tracking when we're having our periods. And if you're noticing signs of fertile cervical fluid, uh, maybe books that I might recommend. So getting, getting sort of in the habit of, of looking and tracking and being aware of our cycles. So we know our fertile and non-fertile times. Um, definitely asking about things like exercise, like nutrition, like sleep. Um, mm -hmm. Do we have a job that does shift work? Do we mm -hmm. have other stressors going on in our lives that might be affecting our ability to conceive? Are there other medical issues? Might you need to see other healthcare providers to get some other maybe chronic conditions in check? Um, do we need to look a little bit more deeply at nutritional status? Um, I would say commonly, I do often do blood work for nutritional testing. Medications can be depleting. Um, hormonal contraception can be depleting of certain vitamins and minerals. Uh, do we need to start a pre? Are you ready to start a prenatal supplement or just a regular supplement? Maybe we're not ready to put the prenatal yeah. vitamin in the cover yet, but you know, can we start some kind of maybe multivitamin? Um, a few things to help support toward us, right, in, in this journey. So I think a first visit is really assessing where you are, assessing your health, assessing your um, other lifestyle uh, factors that are coming into play, our, our plans for watching our cycles, stopping contraception, how we're going to do a little bit of basic cycle monitoring. I love that. And I think, um, you really hit upon, you have to also check in with that emotional component with you kind of said, you know, are you ready to start kind of tracking basal body temperature or mm -hmm. using something like the temp drop bracelet or the aura yeah. ring or things like that? Or do we want to scale? Do we want to be a little gentler when we're starting off of just like definitely tracking periods and tracking for signs of ovulation, like cervical mucus. It's really similar with us when we have kind of those preconception, um, fertility patients where it is, um, it's not coming from a standpoint of infertility. It's just coming from a standpoint of yep. optimizing fertility. Yes. Um, and for us too, we go through, uh, we ask to kind of go through their schedule and their day and kind of when they're building in rest. Um, and then of course, just examining, it's so awesome. I love doing, I love when we're able to do um, preconception pelvic floor exams and just really checking 
Are we holding any tightness somewhere? Are we holding any emotion? Do you have a dynamic pelvic floor? Because our pelvic floor has to be, um, for people who don't know, it really kind of moves and supports us similar to our lungs where they're kind of expanding and contracting with movement. If you're running, it's going to have to go a little bit faster. If you're sitting clearly slower with your breath, um, just because there is that huge connection with the vagus nerve all the way down. Um, but it's so cool to really check in on those things. And the same thing with you, something that's wonderful, I think, is making that intentional commitment to your future. And so just by tapping in and having a provider work with you in that space. And for us too, I know, um, sometimes, especially if we are in that stage of having, um, putting more into our jobs because we haven't maybe started having kids yet and things like that. You're earlier in your career. Um, sometimes we're also dealing with like muscle weakness and things like that yeah. of like a weaker core, you know, um, maybe a little bit of an unstable pelvis. Maybe we're sitting in a desk job a lot. Um, and these are things that we would love. I mean, we do a lot of great strengthening during pregnancy with our patients, but we love to address that from that preconception standpoint mm-hmm. um, and just getting, and I think it's so nice to have any sort of little connection to your journey. Um, like I know I had kind of a little bit, a little bit of a skewed perception, um, before I got pregnant of like, well, I need to be in the best shape of my life when I get pregnant. Um, and it's not, that's, uh, can be a, a little bit of, um, not, I think, I think using a superlative like best is not perhaps a helpful way to look at it. It's more of, um, I want to be in a functional place where I don't have pain, I'm building in movement, things like that. And so we really work with our clients to go throughout their day and how can we build in those things and make those small tweaks? How can we pull in partners and get them involved as well? Um, for you, are you recommending? So at those kind of initial visits, um, are you recommending any sort of supplementation for partners or is it more like they should do this nutrition piece with you? They should work on movement with you. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it depends, right, on, of on the patient and the partner and what they're maybe ready to start. Generally speaking, I feel like all the recommendations that I make to women apply to men. Um, Love it. Sleep, stress moderation, exercise, right, nutrition. Um, if we need to work on reducing alcohol, Mm. stopping smoking, you know, uh, any, any other drug use. I mean, so all of these slow steps that we're making, um, towards moving our health, I mean, we're all, we're all working, we all have room for improvement. And so all those things apply to partners as well. Um, I don't really, you know, because I'm not doing evaluation or or things like then for Mm -hmm. men. Yeah. They're not my. Um, my patient, but basic multivitamin, right? Focusing on nutrient dense foods, all of that is, is the same. Yeah. Wonderful. And then our partners, um, are they able to come in for those visits just so they can take in everything? Wonderful. Yep, I yep. think that's a huge thing too of, um, I know sometimes it's hard. If you do have an existing child, it can be tough for, for childcare. Um, but that can be a really powerful thing too, of inviting your partner, um, to those sessions so that you're not even passing yep. on the information to them, but they're receiving yep. it as well. Yeah. Um, have you seen yeah. that documentary, the disappearing male? I haven't. Um, well, we both need to put this on our list, but okay. it is, I think it, um, it's just, uh, looking at kind of like sperm predictions in the, in the future and things like that. And I believe that the ultimate, um, 
end place is something that we both believe, which is that both parties really need to be working together for this pregnancy. Um, And that's so cool. I'm seeing that a lot with a lot of our couples now that they are both kind of doing things together as opposed to um, the man being um, more of a passive participant, which is very cool. Yeah, agreed. Um, telehealth is great for that. I think sometimes mm, it also mm-hmm. can be easier, like <laughs> if you have small kids at, how, at home yeah. or, um, you know, telehealth when, when your partner can be there at the same time too. Yeah. I think um, follow-up visits. So, you know, we sort of talked about things that I might address on a first visit, a follow-up to review results, right? Maybe make a plan moving forward. Um, you and I both know there's so many wonderful resources in our community, right? If we need to um, have an evaluation with PT, that would be great. Um, Acupuncture is a wonderful modality for Mm -hmm. fertility and to support ovulation and healthy cycles. So there's wonderful acupuncturists in our community that will specialize in women's health and would love to um, partner with women along the way. Um, massage, visceral massage, which you guys do some of that too, and PT um, to help evaluate organs, uterus, increase blood flow movement in that area. So depending on how much or maybe what particular modalities might really speak to somebody, they can explore, you know, how much they're, they're interested in along, along the preconception path. Very cool. If you like this podcast, please download, share, and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com, on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt, and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At OrthoPelvic PT, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'd love to chat today. Thank you.